Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Uh, hi, I'm Pastor Eden. For those who don't know me, hello. And uh, it's great that you are here today. You made a good choice showing up uh, to be in the house of God because uh, we need each other. We need community. We need Jesus and we need community. And uh, as we've been learning about the past few weeks, uh, we've been looking into the book of Colossians, written by the Apostle Paul. And uh, really, the book of Colossians uh, has a very clear purpose, and that is to present the complete supremacy and authority of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and what this means then for, for believers as they follow follow him as they follow Jesus. And what I find incredible about it is that, you know, Paul wrote this uh, letter along with several others from prison. You know, so here's Paul in prison for his faith, uh, and yet he's still continuing to fulfill the calling uh, on his life, which was to preach the good news, the gospel uh, of Jesus to as many people as he could. And, and so I find that amazing that what he, what he went through, all the trials he endured, and he still stood strong and stood firm in the faith, and he still continued to carry out uh, the mission that he had been given. And he really clings to Jesus as the ultimate authority and hope for life. And and you see that if you've hopefully you've taken time to read the book of Colossians. If you haven't, I encourage you to do that. Uh, but you see his passion coming through the pages as you read his words to them. And so, you know, what do you cling to? You know, when everything is, is hope, when you feel like things are hopeless, maybe something's going on in your life, what do you cling to? We need to cling to Jesus. We need to cling to Jesus more than anything else. And so Paul's heard about a lot of great things that are happening uh, with the believers uh, at the church in Colossae. And so he, he writes to them and he's starting off by thanking them for their faith and he's assuring them of their prayers. And if you haven't listened to Pastor Steve's preach last week, Power Prayer, uh, on the, which you can get on the YouTube channel, uh, it's a really great message. I encourage you to, to look at that if you haven't or watch it again if you already did. And, uh, you know, he goes through that, that prayer that Paul prays in, in the first chapter. And so if you're stuck with how to pray for someone, uh, read Colossians 1, 9 to 14. It's a good place to start. And so Paul's heard about great things that are happening, and he's also heard about some things that have concerned him. That's also the reason that he's writing to them. Namely, uh, the believers were being influenced by false teaching and philosophies of that time, uh, J- Jewish legalism, human tradition, angel worship. And so in chapter 2, he begins to really challenge uh, this false teaching. Again, he's establishing Jesus Christ as completely sufficient for the believers, which he is. He is sufficient that the fullness of God in Jesus uh, is, is in Jesus and now it's in them as believers of him. And so uh, if you want to turn with me to Colossians 2, also coming up on the screen behind me. Uh, He writes these words in verses 2 to 4. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments." 
And then we go down to verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. I love how he names the false teaching for what it is. It's hollow and it's deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. How do you know if something is uh, pointing, if it's pointing you away from Jesus? It's, it's, it's hollow. It's deceptive. It's not of Jesus. And so Paul's reminding the believers they don't need to add anything to Jesus, right? I mean, the gospel message doesn't need to be enhanced by man-made theologies and philosophy. In Jesus, they have everything they need. And so the same applies for us today. We have everything we need through Jesus Christ. And so the question for them is still the same for us. How do we not be drawn away by fine-sounding arguments? All theologies that are ultimately empty in substance, and truth. How do we overcome distractions, you know, influential voices, the culture that we are surrounded by and live in to keep Jesus at the center of our lives as the all-sufficient and supreme authority? And the good news is that Paul helps us a bit with this in uh, chapter 2, verses 6 to 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, so just as you accepted who Jesus is and what he's done for you, Continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. When we are in Jesus, so meaning when we have established who Jesus is and who we are in Him, which is very important, it's foundation for our faith, we can stand firm in our faith. We're not having to strive to earn God's approval. You know, we're not ticking a series of religious boxes here. Right? It's a personal living, breathing relationship. And we're not swayed easily either by uh, the beliefs of the world, uh, but we, we have our priorities in check because Jesus is our foundation. And so good news Christ is in you. <laughs> Christ is in you and you are in Christ. Some of you are excited by that. That's good. And Paul mentions this earlier in chapter 127 where he says, uh, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wow, you carry the hope of glory on the inside of you through Jesus. And so I have three keys I want to share with you today about being in Christ, being in Christ and, and staying in Christ because we can be in Christ but sometimes things happen and we, we don't always stay in Christ. And so I believe that this is going to empower you. Uh, I really believe that, that God wants to uh, strengthen you so that when you go out, because it's all very well to listen and hear this today, but, but I, once you leave here, you know, that's up to you how you live and what you do. Uh, but you carry the hope of glory and, and Jesus is, it can help you to live out your faith boldly uh, in your area of influence and, and make a difference uh, for him on this earth. And so point number one, being in Christ means we engage in his ways. We engage in his ways. And so I have a question for you. How do you diminish or deprioritize Jesus in your daily life? What habits do you have that may get in the way of you being in Christ or staying in Him? Perhaps it's the way you talk. I'm not talking about your physical voice, but rather uh, the way you speak about yourself, your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, your, your job, your circumstances, your health, your children. You Maybe you have a bit of a haphazard devotional life. You don't Spend time alone with God consistently. Just read the Bible when you feel like it. If I base my life on my feelings, we'd all be in a world of trouble. <laughs> um, maybe there's an area of sin uh, you haven't dealt with. 
or perhaps it's an attitude problem or unforgiveness. Is it even excuses, you know, that keep you from regularly connecting in to the community of believers that God has placed you in? He's placed you in it for a reason. So to be in Christ is to engage in his ways. It's to engage in Christ-centered living. We're talking prayer, Bible, and community. And those are things we've been talking about a lot over recent months. And there's a reason. And I think sometimes we can be a bit... uh, bit vague or we, we kind of, oh yeah, I've heard that all before. But you know, we naturally as humans don't default to those things. We tend to go the other way. So like, oh, I should go prayer, Bible, community, but all of a sudden I'm all the way over here doing things that are not helping me at all. So, uh, so I, I encourage you don't switch off prayer, Bible, community. It's, it's very important. It's how we stay in Christ. Without these things, our faith is empty. We need prayer. We need the Bible. We need community. We need the breath of God. We need the Word of God. We need the people of God to be in Christ and to stay in Christ. Okay, so food fasting. I'm not really a fan. I'm just being honest. I really love food. And I'd say that 95% of the conversation I have with my physiotherapist is about food. I'd say 5%, I knew she knew I was saying this today, she'd probably laugh because she'd say, yeah, it's true. Uh, 5% is about health, fitness, treatment, all that sort of stuff. And so whenever we have a time of like prayer and fasting at church, I'm always super keen for the prayer part. I'm like, yes, prayer. Like fasting, no. And I, oh, I'm going to have to fast food, no. I guess I could choose not to. I could choose not to fast food, but it just wouldn't be as much of a sacrifice, I'm just being honest. Uh, and, and it wouldn't be as spiritually beneficial either because the, 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 the greater the sacrifice, the deeper the work of Christ in you, right? And so, uh, and so for our recent week of prayer and fasting, uh, I, <laughs> I guess I listened to the Holy Spirit, good, and I fasted food in the way I felt led to. And you know what happened? Well, you, you're all probably going to guess what's coming next. I, I was more heightened to uh, God's voice during the week. Uh, I was more heightened to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And God really reminded me afresh, you know, he reminded me again the importance of dependence on him. You know, he said, Eden, I mean, you can turn anywhere, but only I'm going to be able to fully satisfy you and give you fully what you need. So you need to come to me. You need to be completely dependent upon me. Only I can give you all that you need. And so we really, uh, we diminish and we deprioritize Jesus' supernatural power in us and we neglect to stay in him when we choose to when we choose not to engage in his ways, you know. And often it's things that are not just spiritually, but often emotionally and physically beneficial for us as well. Uh, and so when we, we, we diminish the effect of Jesus in us and we ne- neglect his ways often for te- other temporary things, and that's not to say that those things are necessarily bad. I mean, take exercise, for example. Like Exercise is good. We should exercise. Uh, it's very important. Uh, Paul writes that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 6. And so it's very clear that we should look after our body exercise and if that's an area that perhaps you need to, to step into a bit more and grow and I encourage you to do that it makes a difference in all areas of your life not just physically and so the problem is though that if exercise begins to take priority over our relationship with Jesus where I have all this time to exercise but I don't have five minutes in the morning to pray to God or I'm not reading my Bible I'm not coming to church because exercise exercise that's when we start to get a bit uh, iffy, right? And so it's not just that. I mean, there's plenty of other things uh, that can take priority over our relationship with Jesus and also things that 
block kind of when we when we were saved like when we when we accepted Jesus as our savior right we gave him full access to our heart but what happens is things of the world come in trying to vie for our attention and all of a sudden things become idols you know things that we've allowed in or things that we've allowed to take priority and so that's where we've got to be really aware and careful because Jesus wants full access to our heart but we can block that access when we choose other things uh, as a priority over our relationship with him and so I'm talking about things like it could be so many things it could be gaming uh, it could be alcohol uh, entertainment you know like Netflix TV I have hours upon hours to spend watching my favorite TV program about 10 minutes with you in the morning Jesus nope don't seem to have that time and we all know we've all been there um, what about sport could even just be watching sport you know it becomes a priority uh, pornography you know, uh, or any anything in the area of sexual addiction. And I want to encourage you, if that triggers something in you, if that's an area you're struggling with, please talk to someone, talk to your leader, talk to your pastor. Uh, and, and the shame that you feel uh, about exposing that and talking to someone about it, that is a tactic of the enemy to keep you in bondage and in chains. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. He wants to set you free from addiction. And so if that's an area for you, please do something about it. It could even be perfectionism, you know, like the, the need to be continually striving like what you do is never enough that that can also become an idol perfectionism so it's important that we give Jesus uh, full access to our heart once again and we do that by engaging in his ways when we don't we're actually limiting the work of Jesus in and through us because when we engage in his ways it doesn't just impact our life it impacts the lives of those around us right because you are an influencer for Jesus so wherever he has placed you in, and whoever is in your world of, of influence, like you have been given, you've got the hope of glory on the inside of you. So you have been given a mandate to actually go out and spread that hope of glory. You carry his supernatural power wherever you go. And so your life is making a difference for him on this earth. That's good, right? Amen. And so we want to be people whose roots in Jesus go deep. Right? We want to be people who are humble enough to say, actually, I need Jesus. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. We want to be people who make a difference that is eternal, right? I mean, that's what you're here today. I don't think you've rocked up because you don't want those things. You've come because you're keen. You're keen to see Jesus moving in and through you. I'm sure that's why you're here. So it happens as we engage with his ways. And, and look, there's a lot of practical application here. And perhaps a couple of the examples I've given earlier, God's triggered something for you. Uh, but one I want to briefly mention, because I think it's very powerful, and it's a problem that many of us has just as humans, and that is the way we speak, right? The way we talk. Uh, I mentioned that earlier. And Paul addresses this topic later in, in Colossians 3, verse 8. He's exhorting the believers, rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, uh, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Because if, be, if we're to be rooted and built up in Christ, and if our desire is to see our faith strengthened, and if we want thankfulness overflowing from us, which again, I'm sure that's what you desire, I'm sure that's what you want, then we need His words to saturate our heart and our mind. Uh, Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death. And so what we say really does matter. And so if we want to engage in his ways, we need to be speaking his words. And so how have you perhaps diminished or deprioritized Jesus in your daily life simply through the way that you speak? 
Because I want to, I'm going to challenge you this week to find a scripture or several scriptures that really affirm who Jesus is and and who you are in Him and His promises. Perhaps once He's given to you, or go and find some promises. There's plenty of them, uh, and also what He says about others and how we should treat them. Uh, if you're not sure where to start, here's a good one: Colossians 1:22. All right, but now He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. I mean, imagine if you were to speak those words every day, several times a day. It's a big difference to speaking words that are uh, condemning and discouraging. And and so this week, make a choice. You're going to change the way that you speak. Speak his words into that difficult situation you're facing at work. Speak his words into your marriage, your parenting. Speak his words over your finances. Speak his words about your immense value and worth in him. Get rid of the negative, ugly, unhelpful words you have been speaking. Speak the words of Jesus. Speak life. All right, number two. Number two, being in Christ means we remember his benefits. We remember his benefits. We continually bring to mind the inheritance we have as believers. And so throughout the book of of Colossians, Paul's continually bringing the believers back to the main message of of the gospel, which is that Jesus has reconciled us. So he's made us right through his death on the cross, uh, which is good. (laughs) And because of his resurrection, signaling triumph over sin, the direction of the believers' lives has completely changed. They were on the path to death, and now they're on the path to life and eternal glory. And this holds true for us today, because we are believers. So we have received the same inheritance. And Paul writes in chapter 1, 12 to 14, in his prayer for the believers, that God has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people, That's you and me. We are holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Wow. These are what we call benefits of a life committed to following Jesus. QB family, this is your inheritance. Redemption, forgiveness, uh, hope, purpose, significance, peace, joy, I mean, it goes on and on. You've been qualified. You've been qualified to share in this inheritance. It can't be revoked. You've been qualified to share in this inheritance. And in the Passion Translation, it says, God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us by living in the light. Wow. Uh, King David, he constantly reminded himself uh, of the benefits he res- had as a follower of God. And in one of, one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5, he, he writes these powerful words, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul. And forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so your youth is renewed like the eagles. That's pretty awesome, right? They are powerful benefits. And so why is it important that we remember these benefits we've received in Jesus? Well, I think it it keeps us humble, firstly. You know, we realize that there's nothing that we've ever done or could ever do to earn to earn his love or forgiveness, it's freely given. It's pretty amazing. Freely given, not for us to take for granted. 
you know, freely given, not for us to just live however we want, but freely given so we might know the fullness of God in our lives and be empowered by the Holy Spirit to, to share that fullness with others who do not know him. And remembering his benefits, that's what helps us stay in Christ. It helps us be connected to him because we realize that, you know, we are able because he is able. You know, we are strong because he is strong and we love because he first loved us. And, and, and we are victorious because he is our victor. Without Jesus, it just wouldn't happen. And so next time you find yourself complaining about that person or situation, we never do that, do we? We never complain, do we? Just me. Maybe it's just me who complains. Uh, why don't you bring to mind some of the benefits you've received? Count your blessings. You know that old song, Count Your Blessings, name them by, one by one. I love that song. But you can recite. What about reciting Psalm 103? You know, one to five. It's actually a beautiful psalm. You go through, you could recite more of it. You know, memorize Colossians 1, 12 to 14. Remember the inheritance you have received through Jesus because God made you worthy. He's made you worthy. Yes, amen. Number three, we bring his presence to others. Being in Christ means we bring his presence to others. Uh, recently, I was <laughs> speaking to a child at school. We'll call him Joe. And uh, Joe comes into my office and we're, we're talking. And then he just starts sobbing, just fully sobbing. He's about nine years old. He's just crying and crying and crying. And I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do? Uh, and, he, and he said something that really got me. He said, I just feel like something bad's going to happen. Uh, all these things that have happened here, they're bad. And, and he even specified how long he thought, like, till something bad was going to happen. I just broke my heart. Nine years old. Nine years old. And that's what he thought. Something bad is going to happen. And so once again, I found myself in this tension uh, as a chaplain because I have to be careful what I say and do and how I respond in these moments. And so I prayed silently, Holy Spirit, <laughs> give me the words. I need words that are going to speak to Joe and bring hope to Joe. Uh, but also, you know, don't get me in trouble. Uh, so I said a few things to Joe <laughs> and uh, he left my office and went back to class. After school, I walked into one of the classrooms and uh, Joe's teacher happened to be in there. Uh, it wasn't Joe's classroom, but yeah, teacher was in there. And uh, the teacher said to me, oh, Eden, what did you do with Joe? I mean, he just came back a completely different person. And I said, I said, what do you mean? I don't know. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I pleaded ignorance. And uh, I know it's you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, but, you know, uh, she said, oh, well, he came in and he sat down. He did all his work. He focused and completed it, which apparently is not like him. He's a bit of a procrastinator in class. And I just thought, wow. And God really reminded me in that moment, you know, that uh, it, like, I, mean, I didn't pray with Joe. I didn't talk about anything to do with God or Jesus with Joe. Uh, but God showed me that, that something of his presence, you know, came through me. And it touched Joe's life and it gave him hope. And I believe that that's why he was able to come back in and do his work because he was like, oh, this is going to be okay, you know. I'm going to get through this. Uh, Joe actually came to see me again a couple of weeks ago. He cried again. Uh, he's going through a real rough time. Please pray for Joe. And uh, and he cried and, and he had something weighing on his heart, you know, he needed to share about it. And, you know, it was interesting because I wasn't going to see Joe that, that day. But I was walking around the school and I'd had an appointment that got cancelled and I thought, what am I going to do? And Joe's name popped into my spirit and I knew I need to check on Joe. I didn't know at the time what it was, but then I figured it out afterwards. It's, like, it's got to be the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, and we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Nicole talked about that a few weeks ago uh, where Paul really covers this in, in that first chapter. And these are fundamentals to our faith. You know, we need to understand grace, 
You know, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we also, uh, we need to know Jesus. I mean, without these things, our faith just, it doesn't have that, that we need that. We need those things to be able to live out our faith. And so being, you know, being in Christ means we bring his presence. That, that's his, his love, his strength, his grace, his hope to others. That's right. You are included in this. Uh, if you are a follower of Jesus, then you bring his presence to others. And I can already hear some of you ticking away in your mind. I don't think I do that, Eden. I don't, I don't think I bring his presence to others. I, I haven't led someone in a salvation prayer. I don't see anything tangible happening around me. I feel so ordinary as a friend, a wife, a mother, a husband, a father, a, a whatever, you know. I wonder if this is how the believers at Colossae felt. Because <laughs> they were new believers. And there were people who were trying to discredit their faith and trying to say, actually, you don't have it all. You actually need this. You need the secret thing over here. You don't have all that you need to live out your faith. And so that's why Paul's writing to them because he's saying, uh, no, you do remember Jesus. Uh, remember him above everything else because above all the other noise that's trying to distract you, Jesus reigns supreme. And so he wanted to assure them of that. He's like, no, you don't need to, to look to anything else or anyone else. You need to look to Jesus. We need to look to Jesus for what we need. And so it's a reminder then, but it's a reminder for us now. We've got to center our life on Jesus. He is the rock. We've got to go deeper with him, you know, rooted and built up in him through prayer and the, the word and, and being in a community. And that's to help us not not to be taken away uh, by the emptiness of man-made theologies and ways of thinking that that ultimately present a deficient Christ in Jesus we have all we need and so you might feel like you don't do much to bring his presence to others but it's Jesus in you who does the work you know it doesn't all rest on your shoulders that's that's always good isn't it doesn't all rest on your shoulders I mean yes we play a part we need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit we do need to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And we can miss things, uh, but it's okay because God will show us and we can move on. But we need to be obedient to his leading. Uh, and you've been qualified by Jesus. Like I said before, you've been qualified by Jesus. Colossians 2, 9 to 10. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. Yes, uh, you can say amen about that. That is powerful. You have been brought to fullness. And then it goes on to say, he is the head over every power and authority. Yes, we are victorious in him. The fullness of God in Christ now lives in you. And as you make a daily decision to establish yourself firmly on that, on Jesus, and you center your life around him, there's no doubt you're going to bring his presence to others. I, I don't have any doubt that this week you're going to bring his presence to others. You know, Laura's going to bring the joy and, and the, the, like the care and just that love. You just need a bit of love. Go to Laura because she just give you that love of Jesus. And, and Larika's not here today, but I was, Larika popped into my spirit. Lord, you can tell her. And Larika brings the, the calmness, the peace, the gentleness. And Steve brings the wisdom, the insight, depth. Nicole brings leadership, decisiveness, strength. Sandy just brings just the helpfulness, you know, just I'm going to help you. Yep, what do you need? Yep, I, I can do that. Caitlin, same thing. Caitlin just brings that, yep, can-do attitude. Yep, onto that. Yep, what do you need? Cool, done. We all bring something different of the presence of Jesus. And, and you imagine if you were not here uh, and you were not, you were not activating your faith out there, 
people are missing something. They're missing a piece of the puzzle because they... We're all different. We're not wired the same way because we have different people to reach and talk to and minister to. And so you are a spoke in a wheel, you know, along with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and our amazing Father God. And so why don't you just where you are, can you just stand for me? I just want to pray right now for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit afresh today. And if you feel comfortable, I'd love for you to lift your hands. I believe God just wants to touch us afresh this morning with the power of the Holy Spirit. Whoo, yes. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here today. Holy Spirit, I thank you that right now you are empowering every person afresh. They're receiving a fresh drink right now, the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, we invite you in. We thank you that right now you are empowering them afresh to bring your presence to others this week. You have a purpose. You have a mission, and it's to be the person God's called you to be, where He's called you, and to whom He's called you to. So do not doubt. Do not fear. The Holy Spirit gives you what you need. God, I thank you that every person here right now is using their gifts this week to to bring that presence, Lord. I pray that you would fan into flame gifts that are perhaps uh, lying dormant, Lord, that need to be activated. God, I pray you'd saturate their words with hope. Holy Spirit, give them words. Place words on their lips, Lord, to say to people they come into contact with. God, saturate their words with hope, the hope that people in their lives desperately need to hear. You've got many Joes. You've all got a Joe. And Joe needs to know the hope of Jesus Christ. He needs to know the hope that only you can show him through your own experience and the testimony of your life. Joe needs to know what you know because of Jesus. And so who's the Joe in your world? Holy Spirit, show them right now. Show them the person that person or people that perhaps you placed on their heart specifically. If you don't get someone, don't worry. God's going to show you during the week. Release them right now. Any strive from any striving or sense that it all rests upon them or relies on them, Lord. But remind them that you give them exactly what they need in the moment that they need it and release them from any unrealistic expectations they've placed upon themselves. The fullness of Christ, the fullness of who you are, Jesus, lives in each person here today with their hands raised and in hearts this morning. Thank you, God. We just pray these things, pray these things in your name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. As I finish and before I offer a, just a, an invite to people who perhaps don't know Jesus and want to be, uh, take that decision, make that decision today to follow him personally, I just want to finish by reading again Colossians 2, 6-7 in the Amplified Translation. An encouragement, a declaration over your lives in Christ, just as it was from Paul to the Colossian believers all those years ago. Here we go. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in union with him, reflecting his character in the things you do and say, living lives that lead others away from sin, having been deeply rooted in him and now being continually built up in him and becoming increasingly more established in your faith, just as you were taught and overflowing in it with gratitude. Like I said, I want to offer this opportunity right now uh, for you to reflect on where you're at in your relationship with Jesus. And you may be here today and you've never accepted Jesus as your saviour or had a personal relationship with him. Uh, But you've heard me speak of, you know, purpose and significance and worth and hope. You only find it through Jesus. 
And that's what Paul was saying to the Colossians. All these other philosophies and ways of thinking, human traditions, they're all empty. There's no substance in them. You know, they don't point to Jesus. <laughs> they actually point away from him. Only Jesus is the supreme, all-sufficient one. And only Jesus can fully satisfy and give you what you need. Only Jesus. And today I, I believe Jesus is calling you to take a leap of faith and begin a relationship with him if you haven't already. And maybe you knew Jesus a while ago, but you've blocked him <laughs> with some of those idols. You've blocked him from having that full access to your heart. Well, this is a moment for you to come back to Jesus, to refresh and recommit in your relationship with him. And can everyone just close their eyes in this place? Thank you. And so if this is you this morning, if you want to have a personal relationship with Jesus, whether for the first time uh, or you're coming back to him, I'm going to ask you in a moment to raise your hand. And by raising your hand, it's, it's so I can, can celebrate this amazing moment with you. It means we can also get a gift to you uh, and answer any questions you may have and offer support for you moving forward. And so all eyes are closed. No one's looking around. On the count of three, if that's you, just lift your hand where you are. I'll see it. I'll acknowledge it. You can place it back down again. One, two, three. Is there anyone here this morning making that decision, coming back to Jesus or yeah, asking Jesus into your life for the first time? I don't want to rush this moment. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone here this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we, we thank you that you gave your life on the cross for us. And today, Lord, we, we do acknowledge you as our Saviour and our Lord. And we invite you again to have that full access to our heart. You know, we make those declarations that we are forgiven. We've been made right with you. We, uh, I pray that we, we would, you would help us to live lives worthy of you, Lord. And that Holy Spirit empower us to, to live out our faith in our community, Lord. Wherever you've placed us, Father, that we would be carriers of your presence, carriers of your love, your hope. Lord, would you... Help us not to become complacent or apathetic to that call, but would you challenge us to continually be looking around? Who's that person I can, can minister to or invite to church or invite to connect group, whatever it is? Lord, help us. We need your help. We need you. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honour. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.